0: Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, new beginnings. A Charm City Darkness Story by Kelly A. Harmon. Jo preferred her banking at street level, but First Regional Bank in Baltimore catered to select clientele. That is, witches and who knew what else in the area. So when she couldn't get a conventional loan to purchase her pagan shop and do much-needed repairs, one of the girls in the Bond Street coven had suggested First Regional. Rates were higher, but deferred for the first year, so she had plenty of time to get on her feet after the purchase. And banking was by appointment only for discretion. She'd never seen another soul in the building lobby whenever she'd come to pay an installment. So it surprised her when the man got on the elevator after her, snaking his arm through the nearly closed door to hold her up. He was gorgeous. His dark hair styled in an out-of-date pompadour on top, but modernized with shaved sides. His suit looked tailor-made. He smiled, pressed the already-lit button for the first floor, then stepped back, giving her ample room. First regional appointment, he asked. Joe was startled. Whatever happened to discretion? I throw it out the window when I see a pretty woman. He held out his hand. Alfred Baker. She hesitated, but lifted her own to his. His hand was warm and dry, firm. He had a pleasant grip but that didn't mean she trusted him. If he banked at first regional, that meant he was a witch or something else. And she knew he wasn't a witch. Baltimore was large, but the witching community was small. She knew or knew of almost everyone with any power, so what was he? He released her hand and she stepped back. Then she blinked once, slow and hard, turning on her demon vision. The elevator car lit up like a carnival but she was used to the sudden brilliance that came with her power. Alfred's appearance remained the same, so she knew he wasn't a demon. Surprisingly, the elevator car was clean. No little demon bugs burrowing in and out of the paneled woodwork. No flying creatures, no nothing. She'd have to ask the bank about the warding they did. Maybe she could strengthen the wards in her shop and home. Joe blinked again, turning the vision off. The car dimmed and Alfred chuckled. Did he know about her demon vision? "'What do you want?' she asked. "'Answer me first, and I'll tell you. "'What am I?' "'The car settled on the ground floor. "'Joe stepped forward. "'The doors opened to... fog. "'Yellow gas lamps and a bell tolling far off in the distance. "'Instead of parking garages and high-rises, 2 story wooden buildings dotted the landscape. "'The road was gone, replaced by packed dirt. "'This wasn't Baltimore.' She stepped backward. Trickster, Joe said, suddenly afraid. Of all the pagan deities to meet up with in an elevator, this could cost her her life. He laughed, amused but all business. Wrong. Two guesses left. Please don't mess up. The elevator doors closed again. Without pressing a button, the 60th floor indicator lit up, and the car hurtled upward insanely fast. Numbers flashed on the screen above the door. 20th floor, 40th floor. Stop, yelled Joe. Stop the elevator. Guess first. The 50th floor, then the 60th arrived without incident. The car still hurtling upward. How could this be possible? Willy Wonka, Joe said, knowing she was wrong. Her heart pounded in her chest, but she'd had to guess something, anything, for him to give her another clue. Wrong again. Something in his voice made Joe turn in his direction. Did he sound... Sad that she hadn't guessed correctly. The car slowed, reached its zenith, and fell at its usual pace. Fiftieth. Fortieth. Thirtieth. Again on the first floor the doors opened, this time to clear night skies. A sickle moon hanging low on the horizon, and nothing but sand in the distance. An unseen wind blew across the desert, making patterns in the whispering susurrus, of thousands of grains rose to Joe's ears, tinkling as it poured onto the tiled floor of the elevator car. What am I? Alfred asked, this time quietly, without humor. He took Joe's shaking hand in his and quelled it, warmed it, but nothing more. Sand, Joe whispered, desert. She turned to him. Alfred, Alpharet. She repeated, adding a third syllable in the center. Aliferit. You're Jinn. He smiled and nodded, squeezed her hand again. And now you know what I am, which means I hold no power over you. He released her hand and bowed slightly at the waist. The elevator doors closed, then opened again immediately to the marble and tile floor lobby. Joe could see the traffic on Lombard Street through the large revolving door. She released a pent-up breath, ran fingers through her spiky black hair. Her heart rate was returning to normal. Alfred had made himself as vulnerable to her as he could, practically losing all his magic. He wouldn't harm her, couldn't harm her. She nodded, acknowledging his sacrifice. So, what do you want? He reached into his left breast pocket and pulled out an envelope. I've tickets to the Russian Ballet on Friday. Would you like to go? Have dinner with me after? He looked so hopeful. Perhaps we can put this revelation behind us and start anew on Friday. Jo felt herself smiling. It had been a long time since she'd been out on a date. She nodded. To new beginnings. He held out his arm, signifying she should get off the elevator first. Her shoe slipped across a puddle of sand, and as Alfred steadied her, She wondered about the places they might go. This has been New Beginnings, a Charm City Darkness story, written by Kelly A. Harmon. Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com/Manawaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manawaker Studios Director of Dice is Ben Bastin. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, C.B. Droge. You can follow me on Twitter at C.B.D.R.O.E.G.E. Thanks for listening. Bye.